This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Coming to the end of another anointed week of Bible study with Pastor Ray on More Than Conquerors Radio, Pastor leaves his listeners with a simple but powerful one-day message entitled, Don't Abandon Ship Because You're on a Journey with Jesus. This message is all about spiritually motivating the believer to simply have the courage to stay the course as Jesus captains our ship. Despite life's trials, failures, and disappointments, be reminded that we are on a journey, but we are not on that journey alone. Directing our path, charting the course, and lifting us up when we stumble is Jesus, who has promised that He would never leave us or forsake us. Exercising our faith and staying the course, Jesus will see to it that we safely get to our destination. Here's more on Don't Abandon Ship, because you're on a journey with Jesus. If you open to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, and um, also open to Matthew 14, we can just read these scriptures and I'll just highlight them real quick and we won't take too long, all right? But basically what I was preaching about this weekend is the title, Don't Abandon Ship. Don't Abandon Ship. Because you're on a journey with Jesus. Jesus is leading you in this journey and you're not alone. So why would you abandon ship? In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, Jesus comes out of the temptation of the desert, and he starts and he begins at 30 years old, the beginning of his three-year ministry on the earth. The very first thing he does, and kind of fits to what we're talking about today, he starts building a team. He's starting looking for those men who would become his disciples and ultimately become the apostles that set the world on fire. And where does he go? He goes and he finds a couple of fishermen that are fishing on, on on the seashore. And it says in verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Hey, hey, you, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So Jesus called them to himself, and he said, Follow me, and I will make you into fishers of men. And the foundation of this whole message is basically... The day that you answered the call of God in your life, the day that you said yes to Jesus, the day that you became born again, the day that you gave your life to the Lord, you began, whether you realize it, understand it fully or not, you began a journey with Jesus. You started on the very first steps of a journey with Jesus himself. And the promise that Jesus makes to you and to me is very simply this, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. I don't know about you, but I've been following Jesus for many years now, 37 years, and I have to be the honest for it. Sometimes the trip has not been easy. I don't know, I don't know if these guys quite knew what they were signing up for, just like I didn't quite know what I was signing up for. When Jesus said, come follow me and I will make you, it was like, woo, okay, me, hallelujah. But I don't know if they fully understood what they just said yes to. Just like I didn't fully understand what I had said yes to. 
I was excited about the journey, but I didn't realize that along the way on this journey, there would be some pitfalls. There would be some struggles. There would be some difficulties. There would be some warfare. Even though I am a man of faith and trust God and believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, guess what? There still were battles to fight and there were still demons to fight and there were still challenges that needed to be overcome. When I said and you said yes to Jesus, we started on a journey with Jesus and Jesus wants to take us to the end destination that he has prepared for us. One of the greatest stories I think that we can use is found in many places we can go to talk about this. But in Matthew's gospel, chapter 14, let's read this story. Jesus comes out of the um, the, uh, preaching to 5,000 people. You remember that story? There were 5,000 men, and that was not including the women and the children. So there could have been well over 10,000 people at this meeting. And he's preaching and preaching and preaching. The people are getting hungry. They're starting to complain and get grouchy. That's what happens when you keep people in church too long. They get hungry, grouchy, and they start complaining. So the disciples came to him. The deacons came to him and said, Pastor uh, uh, Pastor Jesus, you got to do something here because the people are getting grouchy and hungry. Send them away that they go get something to eat. And Jesus looks at them and says, no, you do something about it. Let me tell you something right at the get-go. When you begin this journey with Jesus, he's going to stretch your faith far beyond anything that's ever been more comfortable in your life or more uncomfortable in your life. He's going to stretch you and ask you to do some things and to believe some things that you have never done before. He says, no, you take care of it. You do it. He's, they're like, what? What? Are you kidding me? There's 10,000 people here. He said, well, go find what you have. What we have, they come back with, two, I'm sure they, they looked high and low. They come back with two little fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus said, perfect. And they're like, did you lose your mind, Jesus? Let me tell you what, when you're walking with Jesus, Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you're walking with Jesus, sometimes the Lord is going to bring you into a place where he's going to test your faith. He's going to challenge your faith. You're going to say impossible and he's going to shout back into you, all things are possible with me. You're on a journey with Jesus. We're supposed to be ready to face the impossible. We're supposed to be ready to face these things that come our way that would shout impossibly, say, nope, all things are possible with God on my side. So they get finished and, you know, they fed everybody. They took, Jesus took the the five loaves of bread and the two little fish and he broke it all up and gave it to the disciples. And as they're going, there was the miracle of multiplication that took place. He sat all the people in groups. Notice how he organized the groups. Anybody ever notice that? It wasn't a free for all like some churches. He organized the group. He sat them down in groups of 50 and, and, and however they, they arranged it, whatever it was, they set all the groups and then they sent a leader over each group and each person took the food to the group. They broke it and as they went with the food, with the little fish, and the, it started to multiply right in their hands before them. Let me tell you what, in this journey with Jesus, you may face some difficult circumstances and challenging circumstances, but there's one thing that you can rely on, that Jesus will always perform a miracle in your behalf. 
He will always perform a miracle in your I, I can't tell you how many difficult places I've been along the way in my life in building this ministry for 30 years, but I can also tell you that just about every time Jesus performed a miracle for me, made a way where there seemed to be no way, opened a door that seemed totally shut, took me through the driest, most difficult places to a land that was flowing with milk and honey, just like he promised in his word. See, you're on a journey with Jesus. But the key here is that you can't abandon ship. You can't. There are many, many times I felt like jumping ship, man. I just, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it. Because the, the difficulty of the moment was trying to get me to make a decision to quit, to give up, and to jump ship. Let me tell you what. Don't abandon ship because you're on a journey and Jesus is the captain of the ship. All right. So now the next thing that happens in verse 22, immediately Jesus made, I love the word made, he strongly urged them, his disciples, to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now the evening came, he was alone there. But the boat, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, let me just tell you something. When Jesus put them in that boat, do you not think for a minute that Jesus knew exactly where they were going to be in just a few minutes? Do you think that the storm caught Jesus by surprise? Let me tell you what, just because you're following Jesus, just because you're obeying the Lord, doesn't mean that you aren't going to hit a few storms along the way. Just because you're obeying the, the commands and you're doing to the best of your ability what God's asked you to do does not mean that you might not hit a storm. Jesus knew that he was sending them right into a storm. Sometimes God wants to send us into some rough water because it's in the rough water where your faith is really proven. Here, here's one. It's in the rough water where your commitment is really proven because most people, when the, when the going gets tough, they jump ship. But really, the tough are supposed to get going when things start to get rough. Come on, is anybody with me? God's trying to build a fighter. God's trying to build a conqueror, not a quitter. Give up, crybaby bellyacher that, oh my gosh, I, I didn't sign up for this. Well, isn't that a shame? Now, isn't it interesting? It says it was the fourth watch of the night. It was the darkest part of the night because the Romans used to break up the day in four portions. There was uh, four portions and the last portion was the fourth part of the night, which was the darkest. And interesting that just before the dawn usually is the darkest part. You may be in a dark place right now. Take heart, take courage, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because if it's really dark, hallelujah, dawn is about to break open in your life. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it says that Jesus saw them straining. Now, I don't know how, because he's up on the mountains praying, and they're out in the sea. Now, whether he had vision from the vantage point of the mountain into the sea, or he perceived it in the spirit, it really doesn't matter. The key point here is that as soon as he saw that they were straining, it says that he comes to them walking on the water. Let me tell you what, Jesus is going to show up sometimes in the midst of our storms in the most unusual manner you could ever imagine. He's going to show up in ways 
that, that are going to rack your brain. So they get to screaming and they're hollering. And here Jesus comes walking to them and he, he says, peace be still, it is I. Isn't it interesting that Jesus always peaks, speaks peace in the midst of the storm? Now, here's the other, the other thing I want to point out, that even though he was up on the mountains praying, he knew exactly where his disciples were and he knew the trouble that they were in. And he came to them. And he came to them, just like he comes to you and to me. Don't ever be afraid when you're in the midst of a storm. Jesus knows exactly where you are. As a matter of fact, he knew that you were going to end up there before you even got there because you're on a journey with Jesus. And I found out something in my life. Some of these rough spots, some of these difficult places, some of these hard places were specifically put in my way by the Lord himself to get me to, to jumpstart my faith or to kick my faith to a higher level so that he could prove to me that I am more than a conqueror, that I can stand faithful on his word and that he will deliver every time. Glory to the name of Jesus. So he comes to, he comes to them and he, he says, peace be still, it is I, it's me. And Peter, the big mouth, who always gets credited for opening his mouth, says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Man, let me tell you what. He thought it was a ghost just a minute ago. And he's still not sure if it's him. And he says, if it's you, tell me to come. That's pretty bold faith. I mean, I, I, even if I knew it was Jesus and I could see him, I don't know if I would jump out of the boat that quickly. He wasn't even sure. And he's ready to test it. Wow. He was ready to test it. So Jesus says, come. So Peter takes one foot and puts it over and, and he solid ground. This must be Jesus. Takes his other foot and puts it over, solid ground. And he's standing right on top of the water and he begins his pursuit to Jesus. But as he's walking, let me tell you what, get ready, get ready, get ready. Let me tell you something, even though Jesus was right there and he's walking to Jesus, all of a sudden it says that his attention came away from Jesus and started to get on the storm. He started to see the waves. And let me tell you, let me, let me be honest with you. When you start walking by faith, let's talk for a minute. When you start walking by faith, you can be assured the enemy is going to try to kick up the storm to try to discourage you and get you to abandon ship, abort mission, turn around, go back. So Peter, he takes his eyes off of Jesus and the Bible says, and he became afraid and he start. it says, beginning to sink. Let me tell you what, when you're standing on water, you don't begin to sink. You're either standing on water or you sink. <laughs> There's no beginning to sink. So that gives us this idea that he is slowly going down. And this is, this is actually a faith lesson. As fear is coming in, faith is being driven out. And his ability to stand on top of the circumstance, on top of the water, is dissipating slowly, and he's slowly going down, and he feels himself going down. Why is he going down? Because he's now overcome by fear, and his focus is not on Jesus. Jesus grabs him. He cries out to Jesus, and he grabs him, and Jesus and him walk back to the boat, and he plops him back in the boat, and Jesus, now this is what I would have liked Jesus to say to me if I were in that situation. You know what, Ray? That was pretty powerful that you jumped out of the boat and you took a few steps. I'm proud of you that you took a few steps. I'm really proud that you had enough trust in me, you know, that you took at least two or three good steps on the water. 
No, Jesus didn't say that. He said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? He rebuked him. Listen, we're on a journey with Jesus. He demanded faith from Peter. It was faith that got Peter out of the boat. It was faith that caused Peter to walk, but it was fear that drained him of his faith and caused him to start to go. And Jesus addresses it, puts him in the boat and says, basically, let me just get past the right. You're on a journey with me. Did you forget? Did you forget that I told you to come? And if I told you to come, it doesn't matter how wicked the storm is. It doesn't matter how much rain is falling, how much wind is blowing, how much lightning is flashing, and how much thunder is crashing. I told you to come. I gave you the word. I told you at the beginning of this journey that we're going to the other side. Amen. Puts him in the boat and he rebukes him. And he says, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And the question would resound to us today. Why are you doubting along this journey with Jesus? What is it that caused you to doubt and to not believe God? Is the, is the, going getting, is, is the way getting rough? Is the water getting rough? Is, 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 is the lightning uh, uh, scaring you? Is the, is the thunder making you afraid? Uh, what is it that's causing you to lose your faith and to back up from this journey that Jesus has in, invited us to or, or, or that we're on with him? What is it? that's caused you to back up and lose your faith and lose your victory and lose your stand. See, just because we're believers, just because we know the word, just because we're faithful, it doesn't mean we aren't going to have challenges. Doesn't mean the devil is not going to unleash tricks and schemes and booby traps and try purposely to get you to abandon ship and to abort the mission. So Jesus said to him, why did you doubt? You have little faith. Puts him back in the boat. And I'm sure Peter probably felt pretty whipped at that point. He's like, wow, I was walking on the water. But you see, but I, I got afraid. Perfect, beautiful lesson on faith. So he reached out, stretched him and rebukes him. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. It's like, a lot of believers I know today, when they see a miracle, they see something, they're all, you know, wow, yes, God, I believe in you. But the minute the going gets rough, we're ready to abandon, ready to run away. Now, you know, you could be a believer and you can love the Lord, but it doesn't mean you're on the right, on the journey. Are you doing what God is asking you to do? Are you submitted to his word? Are you living life the way God wants you to live life? Or are you living it your own way? You're not on the journey if you're just doing your own thing. You're doing your own thing. You're on your own journey. I want to be in the boat with Jesus. Amen. I, want to be, I want to be following in Jesus' parade, not my own. You've got to be submitted to his word. You've got to be submitted to his ways. You've got to be submitted to his plan. You can't just do your own thing. Peter was well protected because he was, he was submitted to the Lord. He was on this journey with Jesus. So they got into the boat, wind ceased. Those in the boat worshiped him. Truly, you are the son of God. And I love verse 34. Very, very simple. When they crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. So what does that mean? It means that the journey was successful. Even though there were trials and there was a storm and, and it wasn't easy and it was a rocky, rocky um, journey. The bottom line is Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And, and when you journey with Jesus, your journey is going to be successful. Amen. My journey turned out successful, but can I tell you how many times I thought my boat was going to sink and I was going to drown? Yes. 
along the way. Maybe some of you have the same kind of testimony. I've many, many times come into rough places, difficult circumstances, situations, things that were way beyond my ability to figure out or to handle or to take, or to take charge of because I had never done some of these things before. But I had to keep reminding myself I'm on a journey with Jesus. Jesus, you're the captain of this ship. You're the one who told me to embark. You're the one that told me to get on this boat. I'm on this journey with you, Jesus. I'm on this journey with you, Lord. You're the captain of my ship and you will navigate me safely to the other side. So what do we learn? I'll just finish up right here very quickly. Things to know when you're in the midst of a storm. Number one, Jesus knew and knows exactly what you are about to face in your life. It does not catch him by surprise. That's number one. Number two, what do I learn? Trusting and following Jesus will get me to my destination safely. What else do I learn? Even though they obeyed Jesus, they still found themselves in a storm. What else do I learn? I can still make it even though I hit some storms. Just because you hit storms doesn't mean you're not going to make it. Here's, here's two really important things. What do I learn? Storms are opportunities for me to use my faith. And storms are also opportunities for God to do some mighty miracles in your behalf. So, four things to remember when you're on your journey. Have the courage to obey Jesus, the Word of God, or whatever He speaks to your heart, but most certainly the Word of God. Have the courage to obey it. So many people don't have the courage to do what the Word of God is asking you to do. Just do what the Word asks you to do. Be what the Word asks you to be. Just be committed to the journey. Even though it's difficult, it doesn't matter. You're going to make it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, this journey will be successful. You don't have to quit. You don't have to give up. You don't have to walk away. You got to be committed to the journey. Have the courage to obey what God is asking you to do. Obey the word of God. Number two, have the courage to stay the course in spite of the storms. Never give up and never give in. Just no matter what. If I'm going down with the ship, I'm going to go down. Jesus will, will rescue me from the water. Let me give you these two things and we're done. Have the courage to step out of the boat. Or your comfort zone. Use your faith. You can accomplish more than you think you can. Peter had to come out of, the, out of his comfortable zone. He's the one that walked on water because he was the one that was willing to get out of the boat. Some of you are stuck in the boat. Man, come out of the boat. Don't be afraid. Do something, do something, do something. Come out of your comfort zone. Don't get so comfortable. You say, I want to do this, I want to do that. Well, what holds you back from doing it? Fear, worry, fear of failure. Don't worry about it. Jesus is going to save you. Step out of the boat. All right, I got to finish because you're all, I hear stomachs growling, so I want to hurry up. Last one. Have courage in knowing that Jesus has his eye on you and he will safely get you to your destination. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.